Welcome to show 89 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today I'm joined with Brittany from the brand Earth and Pebble, an up and coming Canadian cloth diaper brand. Welcome back. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is a somewhat regular show dedicated to sharing stories of cloth diapering from parents, retailers, brands, and more. We connect with everyone around the world to share the lived experience of diapering. Sometimes that means telling a story about why or how they cloth diaper or how they started their brand. Today I'm joined with Brittany Lionette, who is the owner of Earth and Pebble. She's going to share a little bit about her cloth diaper journey, a little bit about starting a brand, and a little bit about elimination communication in her journey. This is a little bit of a mixed episode. If you're new here, my name is Bailey. I host the Cloth Diaper Podcast. I've been doing that now for about three or four years and connecting with parents to learn these stories and share them with you is one of my favorite things to do. The Cloth Diaper Podcast can be found on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, literally everywhere. Just Google or search for me at Cloth Diaper Podcast and you'll stay in touch with all of the greatness that's happening. We're going to also run these shows parallel with a new Cloth 101 series. So if you already know a thing or two about cloth diapering, ignore that. If you don't, go check them out. They're going to be super entry, quick and short, to the point series to help teach you the basics of cloth diapering. They go hand in hand with my book, by the way. Cloth Diaper is the Ultimate Guide to Textiles, Washing, and More, which can be available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. It's a great way to continue to learn about cloth diapering. I ask a lot of good questions and encourage you to ask a lot of good questions. Cloth diapering is a space that's always evolving. So I'll be the first to admit that there's some things now in my book that are outdated, but it's still a great resource to have on hand to help you wade through some of the very basics of cloth diapering. You can also check out the review of Brittany's diaper over on my personal blog, simplymombailey.com for the Earth and Pebble pocket diaper review. All right, on to the show. Tell me, why did you, let's start in the beginning, because your company is still pretty young. Why did you start cloth diapering mm-hmm. uh, when you had your child? Why, why was cloth diapering something you considered, and how did that morph into your business? So it's really funny because I always joke and say that I knew that I would use cloth diapers before I knew I wanted babies. And it's simply just because I already used uh, reusable feminine products. And I, my husband says I'm very, you know, uh, hippy dippy kind of friendly to the earth. I think he's just maybe thinks uh, a little bit more highly of me than he actually knows. But uh, but yeah, so I, I just always knew that that was the route I was going to go, especially knowing just how long it takes for diapers to actually decompose or, you know, disintegrate, whatever you want to say, like 500 years or something like that. That's insane. And it just, it blows my mind. So I'm always trying to. I tried to find an answer to that. Like they don't actually really know, like nobody's really done any research because you can't really do any research on how long. it. Well, well, that's it, right? Every single diaper, well, disposable diaper is supposedly still around. Like it's still exists in a landfill somewhere. They used to estimate it to be 250 years. And then in the last like five or seven years, that narrative changed to 500 years. But like trying to find the original research on that is kind of impossible. But at the end of the day, all we know is it's like a polymer. It's a plastic polymer. And we have plastic polymers can take, we don't know yet. We haven't, they haven't been around that long. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that was, you know, that was always the route I was going to take. Um, 
And luckily I was able to convince my husband. It was a little bit of a uh, sore subject at first. Um, I remember telling him that I'd like to do cloth diapers. And he said, well, I guess you're the only one who's going to be changing diapers. <laughs> he's really supportive. I, I make him sound like he's not. He, he's, he's wonderful. And I just needed to show him how it was done. And um, I also needed to show him how much money we would be saving. <laughs> that was also a good incentive for him. It could be him. such a gut reaction for a lot of oh God, yeah. the other parent in the situation or the other caregiver to be like, oh God, no, not that. Um, uh -huh, often uh -huh, once we exactly. get the physical proper product in someone's hands, it's a different story. Yeah. And now he, you know, he's not shy to change diapers and he does all of the diaper laundry i oh. don't know how i got him to do that but he he does all of the diaper laundry and uh it makes my life really easy <laughs> well easier. how did you get him on board to do all the diaper laundry you know what we're both working from home and we have been since uh the pandemic and sophie was born two weeks before canada went into lockdown so and um you know so i was on maternity leave and yeah. i had anyway that's that's a whole crazy story but we're both working from home and we have very uh tight schedules um he's a personal trainer um so he works early mornings kind of has a break at lunch and then later into the evening. So we just have kind of fallen into our own little set routines of who does what. So I currently do all the cooking um, and the majority of the cleaning and uh, the majority of the childcare. And he just picked up the laundry. He's like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. And I'm just gonna do all of it. Let, don't help me with it. Otherwise, you know, I'm not gonna know what stage the game we're at and just just let me do it all. And I thought, oh, okay, fine. Okay, well, yes, yeah, sure. like roll with that, <laughs> roll with that. What yeah, were you, exactly. like, what's your previous career track or your background, your education career-wise? Yeah, so I've had a lot of different uh, jobs in my life. I had trained uh, to do construction drawings, kind of like architecture and um, uh, mainly with millwork and joinery. So I did that for a long time and just I, I didn't really enjoy the industry and I didn't enjoy working in construction. <laughs> it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. It's so random. It is very <laughs> random. And then I retrained as a yoga instructor. Oh. Um, and then I retrained again as a personal trainer. So I now you know, I have Earth and Pebble, um, and that's my main focus. But I also help um, my husband with our little fitness community, and I teach some online yoga classes. And I'm also, on top of everything else, trying to do, um, I'm doing some filming for a little postnatal uh, exercise program. So my my specialty in um, in the personal training world is post pre and postnatal fitness. So I've really Aww. like niche down into like mom stuff yeah, yeah mom, that's so like and they kind of like probably kind of complement each other as two little side businesses that blend into each other and don't mm -hmm. like one's not over consuming at this point probably over you can find mm -hmm. some kind of groove in there um so yeah, why exactly. did you start what made you decide to start your own brand um well, that's so i i have a sister who as a now going to be one year old as well. So we've had some babies around the same time. Yes. Um, and I remember when, so I started it just at the beginning, around the beginning, kind of later stage of that first year of Sophie's life. And um, 
I'm kind of one of those people who, when I get into something, I get really into it. So hence, like the first yoga class I ever took, I'm like, I am going to be a yoga instructor one day. <laughs> you know, that's just kind of how I am. So, so I thought, oh, I could make cloth diapers. And then I realized that actually, I don't even know how to sew. So that's kind of not really, you know, something I'm going to do. Anyway, um, my husband was looking at different income strings at the beginning of the pandemic because, you know, his his complete income was gone. Yeah. Um, so he was looking at doing some e-commerce with his sister who lives in the UK. So just something to connect with her because uh, she was meant to come and stay with us. So he wanted to do something fun with her. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of saw the process they were going through that. That's, you know, sunsetted as they say now, and they're kind of focusing on their own careers. But um, I saw the potential there. Yeah. On top of the fact that getting back to, my sister, my sister has a, a child. When I kind of was talking about diapers and thinking about um, uh, starting up the Earth and Pebble, her mm -hmm. husband said, oh, we should we should buy some cloth diapers off of you. And I just happened to look over at my sister at that time and the look of abject terror on her face <laughs> at the idea of doing cloth diapers. And this was already her having seen uh, me do cloth diapers with Sophie and like, you know, telling her it's not that bad and all that. So two things, obviously, you know, ideas of just how I can branch out and find different um, ways to express my uh, enjoyment and my enthusiasm. <laughs> and also just to make it a little bit I know this is kind of cliche but make it a little bit more mainstream like the I feel like the more cloth we can get on baby's bums the more it's it's just going to be normal yeah and like and it's not work that one brand can do or one blogger can do or one retailer can do it's really like work that many people have to do yeah um, exactly exactly and um, I still haven't convinced my sister yet. And you know what? I don't actually try to do a lot of convincing. I feel like, you know, in, in my younger days, I might have been a little bit too enthusiastic when trying to get people interested in the same things as me. So I've learned that you can kind of step back and just like, you know, do your own thing. And if people are interested, they'll, they'll come to you. But one there, day, yeah. maybe one day. Uh, that's kind of, I tend to toe that line too. I'll talk about it. I'll share about it, but I'm not gonna like actively say it's the only way or you have to do it yeah, or exactly, exactly. Um, and I can think of, you know, I can it think gets, of you get a you get a really strong stuff. reaction back when you start doing that. So sometimes it's like, well just maybe if maybe if they see me doing it enough, <laughs> one day they'll ask yeah. me. Uh, yeah. I like to play that game with like when people ask me how I made so many mom friends, it was like I just kept showing up to places. And one day mm -hmm. I had a few friends because we all just did the same thing at the same time. So one day if I just keep talking about cloth diapers, maybe people will say, oh, maybe I should look into that and then I'll go do it. And they'll find yeah, out exactly. It works or not. And it's like anything else. If people are interested and they see it and they see someone that they know or see them over and over and over again, mm -hmm. like you, you're kind of like a household name now, you know, people. Kind of <laughs> so the more people see you, the more they trust 
in yeah. you know the advice or the suggestions you give. And um, I have had a friend who told me that uh, she she recently found my um, different social media platforms. She said, oh, "You're encouraging me to get my cloth diapers back out." And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. And just like you know that one, this one person telling me that, like I don't even know oh, if she has it. Just the fact that she's thinking of it after having it seen reminded my her post. that she had them. I mean, yeah. a lot of times people will get really eager to cloth diaper and then I'll buy the diapers and they'll be going for three months and then like the world will just kind of fall apart because that's what happens in our lives and so they put them Mm -hmm. away and they like forget so they just need to be reminded oh yeah I bought those and they can pick it up again like you can always pick it up again you can pick it up exactly and the beauty about one thing that I think is there's a lot of benefits that we talk about with cloth diapering but in 2021 (laughs) 2022 um we the cloth diaper is one size now like it adjusts i can remember buying disposable diapers and like kind of tucking them away in a bag and then the next time i pulled out that i wanted to use one it wasn't the right size for baby but like four out of five times if you put your cloth diapers away and you bring them out again they're still gonna fit um just change the sizing i think you can still get Oh, maybe not. Because we, when we bought our first stash, it was all um, secondhand, mm-hmm. and we have a whole bunch that are like sides. Like I don't, I don't know what. The yeah, size there's still is, a few like, brands that do size. Kind of it was really like when cloth diaper industry started. It kicked up in like 2000, 2005. Like Mother Ease, Fuzzy Buns, mm-hmm. Apple Cheeks, mm-hmm. all did size. But Apple Cheeks just discontinued their size, and they only offer one oh. size now. And okay. the other size brands I can think of are Thirsties and Assembly Baby. And even mm-hmm. then, like that size range, you've got like a five to 18 pound and then you got like a 15 to 35. So it's like still, okay. it's an adjustable size. Anyways, yeah. um, you're most likely going to have one size diapers. Yeah, I like the one size. It, I mean, yeah. So tell me about your diaper design. So what have, what did you go into to design your diaper? And why does it look the way it looks? And what? Why did you decide to release this? Uh, somebody who hasn't seen it and they're listening to you talk. Okay, so I have a problem of overthinking things. So luckily, this after is why a baby, I don't have a cloth diaper brand because I would never have been happy with whatever I produced. So luckily, after having a baby, that's changed because uh, I do not have that kind of time anymore. So. I said to myself, I'm going to find a manufacturer that I like. I'm going to find a style that I like. I'm going to get a few samples, try them on my own uh, baby. She was quite little then. And the one that worked the best for us, that was what I was going to go for. So we chose the pocket diapers. And I like, uh, I don't know what you call it, the like double snap around the waist. Double, double waist snap. You know, the double waist snap. So I prefer that. Um, the the newborn diapers that I had used, uh, they were secondhand, and they only had one snap. And I just found that it always twisted and opened, and then we didn't have a really good fit. Uh, yeah. And that might have just been because it was a uh, you know it was it was a cheapy, and it was very well loved before we got it. So oh, yeah, um, our family loves pockets. So we stuck with the pockets and um, all of the patterns on there. I just, I selected the ones that I liked. 
Um, I'm looking forward now that, you know, I was kind of just dipping my toe in to see what it would like be like. I've never owned this kind of business before. I've never sold any <laughs> kind of e-commerce. So it's all, you know, sticking my toe in, seeing what flies, what doesn't. Um, we use the diapers on Sophie. We love them. Um, I had chosen originally a bamboo uh, the liner on the inside. And I ended up not going with it because I found that it just held the moisture right against Sophie's skin. Like it didn't draw the moisture away and she was getting, you know, kind of like, it wasn't very nice for her. So uh, we still have them and we still do use those samples that we got, but um, ended up going with the um, uh, quick suede, dry suede, which um, worked really well. But now that I'm learning more and I'm, I've, you know, you, you, kind of hear more from people who've used your diapers. And uh, we had some, um, we had some moms try out the diapers for us and give me some feedback. So in the future, I'll be looking at some different materials, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with what we ended up with so far. Well, I think that's like the story of a lot of cloth diaper brands. Um, nowadays, like in 2020, if we look at the OG, the big, the big players in the market, Rumperu, Bum Genius, and Apple Cheeks, like those diapers have gone through so many versions to get to where they are, right? Like Bum Genius's pocket diaper is their fifth version. Their their oh, all really? one is their fourth or third or fourth. And mm-hmm. so it's only it's a natural progression for a diaper to to be developed and you're like mm-hmm. i like this and you put it out you get some feedback and once you're kind of sold out your next your next product is tweaked a little bit and you have little mm-hmm. changes and you release a version two and one day you'll have a product that you're like super happy with or you feel like you don't need to make changes or i think sometimes changes happen because humans change consumer yeah consumer preferences change right and so such a natural transition like wouldn't be concerned about about yeah. that either i mean taya at baby boo we've seen so many changes with her product too and anna and it's just it's just how products develop and it's so cool to see why do something um actually thinking about that the other question i wanted to talk to you about which totally is gonna let's turn this conversation again is you guys do elimination communication yes i was hoping you would ask that's why i put it in the thing oh Um, did you okay well i didn't even read our notes i did i didn't read i uh (laughs) i set up this new calendar thing so i wouldn't have to like do a lot of thinking but i didn't actually go read them um okay (laughs) yes so elimination communication which like is kind of new in the mom scene in North America in the last couple of years yeah. because I, it would have been an amazing game changer for my son if I had known about it. Um, how do you do that? What is elimination communication? Because I think more parents need yeah. to know about it. So, it, I mean, elimination communication is just the fancy Western term we use for it. It's essentially just, if, if I were to paraphrase it, it's showing your child proper hygiene from birth. So I'm just going to premise this by saying that my decision, our family's decision to EC does not reflect on any other parent's decision not to, right? This is very, it's a new concept, like you said, in in the West. 
And um, just because I do it, I don't think less of anyone who doesn't do it. So just going to get that out there straight away. <laughs> we so, are, we've done a couple of episodes with other parents on elimination communication, yeah. and it's been pretty yeah. like vague. Like people have just kind of shared how they do it. That's kind of one understanding of elimination communication yeah. is that there's a lot of kind of different approaches to it. And the yeah. best approach is the one that works for your lifestyle. 100%. Uh, don't get stressed so, out about it. We do it. I would say we do it part time. Uh, we're not like he wears diapers during the day. She wears them at night. Um, she's 18 months now and she almost exclusively does her number twos on the potty. And she tells us, and, and that's been happening for months, for months. So we started, um, I think when she was about two months, we started and I had, it had come on my radar. I can't even tell you how, as I was like doing all the like mommy research before. So, because she's my first and only, and, um, I saw a video of one of my friends and her child. And I noticed just the way she had, like, she had a, a, a pre-fold kind of wrapped around her baby in a certain way. And, and that's like a, a, a style of kind of, uh, they call them backups, like diapers of backup that, that people use in EC. And I thought, oh, okay, she's doing it as well. So I contacted her and she goes, just start, just start doing it. You know, like, just go for it. Um, so I did. So I did that day. And um, essentially, like the best way I would describe it, because obviously I've had to describe it to all my family members, is in the same way that your your baby tells you when they're hungry, you know, when they're tired, they have all these different cues they also have natural timing for when they eat, when they sleep, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same for their hygiene. So when they have to pee and poo, they do communicate that to you. There is some natural timing. Um, and then you can also kind of build a little rhythm with your child. So I like to think in the same way that we're showing our children how to feed themselves. We, we show them how to walk and talk. We teach them all these things. We teach our children to go, we, they could either go and do their business in their diapers, or we can teach them that, okay, actually, this is where mommy and daddy and everyone else, uh, you know, goes pee and goes poo. So I'm going to help you do that. I'm going to show you where to do it. Don't worry if you if you miss. It's non-coercive. It doesn't matter if they go in their diaper. Um, but eventually, just like eventually they're going to walk on their own and all the rest, eventually they're going to be able to do that on their own. So there are some things you can do to kind of encourage that um, in the same way, you know, in the same way that some people use uh, like baby sign language, you know, like they get your baby to kind of make that milking um, action with their hands uh, when they want some milk. It's, it's the same thing. We, we get Sophie to, it's so cute. <laughs> She's uh she makes little grunting noises. She goes, <coughs> And uh, she does like this little, like, it's the money shot with her hands. Like, give me the money. It's meant to be kind of like a, a, a T, a sign language for T, and you just shake it around. But she, she goes, give me the money. <clears throat> and that's how we know, you know, she's going to go through. And honestly, I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. My husband says the same thing. Well, and I think it... It's like one of these conversations that we are always having in the cloth diaper community is, oh my gosh, what about the poop? What about the poop? And the number of, so I was like one of the first parents in my first mom, well, first people to have kids in my like 
people that I've known before I had kids group. And so many of them have started this elimination communication in like this part-time way and mostly focused on the poop, getting their kids to poop in toilets from a very young age. And it's just like, yeah, it eliminates this whole poop thing, <laughs> like issue with the poop uh, that we're so terrified of. Now you're only washing pee diapers when you are washing pee diapers when the accident happens. Um, and we know that, um, so recently Sophie had a bit of a bad stomach and she was, uh, you know, she couldn't make it to the toilet. And, you know, that's why we have the diapers for backup. And uh, I mean, sometimes as a grown adult, if you get so sick, you get accidents too, right? (laughs) Exactly, right? And those, um, and a lot of the conversation I see around elimination, elimination communication is like ditching all that shame and all that guilt around the the act of toileting, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And there, it can be a lot of stress. I mean, I have never potty trained a child who is three or four. Sophie is not even two yet. And and she's not, we wouldn't say she's potty trained, right? She still uses her her diapers and, and um, you know, it's just mostly the poos. But I have heard of, of my friends and the struggles that they're having potty training. They're like two, three, four-year-olds. You know, it, it's it like, it's not easy. Stressful. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's like, and mostly because every single child is different so you'll have like Mm -hmm. you'll get it down pat with one kid and then you'll have to learn how to do it again the second time I think that was probably the hardest part for potty training with me um Mm -hmm. was having to do it again the second time and figure out like what does this second child need what makes Mm -hmm. her different than her brother um but Walter my first son my first child he was such a sensitive child when he peed so he i went through a lot of diaper changes because the act of peeing was very uncomfortable for him or something okay. like he didn't sleep through the night until he could stop peeing at night that yeah. is finally when i got my first sleep through the night and so i just think yeah. about like oh i wonder if i had inter- introduced it would have made this whole like going to the bathroom experience better for everybody, you know, instead of having a screaming kid in diapers every hour, you know, like yeah. I, and it's just, I mean, I can't go back and change things, but no, it's like one of the, and when someone comes up to me and they're like, my child is really uncomfortable in cloth diapers. I think I should use disposables. And I go, maybe, maybe elimination communication. Maybe there's a way that you can communicate yeah. with your child about this diapering need so that yes. you can continue to yes. do both things and make yeah. them feel comfortable because at the end of the day, you know a lot of times it's the uncomfort. Yes. And I I didn't really have a lot of experience with babies prior to having Sophie. I was in none at all. <laughs> I have a niece who's, <laughs> yeah, I have a niece, but I was very young when she was born. So I didn't spend a lot of time, you know, understanding all that kind of stuff. So, and because I had learned about elimination communication before Sophie was born, I just thought that you changed your baby's diaper every single time they peed. So I was actually, when I, when I started Earth and Pebble and I was trying to figure out what, like what some of the needs were for parents, I was kind of blown away at the idea that, that you could leave your child in the diaper for like two hours. With Walter, I changed every single pee because he was so yeah, sensitive yeah, right there was yeah. i there was none of this two hour thing but i find that when i bring that up to a parent they get 
very uncomfortable with this idea of mm-hmm. changing that frequently. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I never considered that elimination communication. I just assumed disposable or cloth that you change the diaper every single time they pee, because I felt like that yeah, was the message the I hospital as, gave that's me. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. Um, but I think we just make generalizations based on averages and we just yeah. consider that then like a rule that we should all kind of at least follow by as the bare minimum. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. So I mean, every family has to do what's right for them. Like some people mm-hmm. do EC full time. Um, we do it part time. We don't do it at night. It's too disruptive. You know, Sophie didn't sleep through the night until she was like fifteen months. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So, well, she was like three and a half. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So and even now, she still she still wakes uh, sometimes. So it's always I mean, cool to hear people's elimination communication stories just because like, yeah. it's a new way. It's a new idea. It's a new way to think about how you can give your child comfort, find things that work for your family. Exactly. And it's like one of those old ideas that's kind of coming back. And a lot of um, Eastern countries, that's what they do. You know, and if you think about like, what did people do before they had diapers, right? I mean, yeah, largely like we don't know, but we can assume that they were probably just better at meeting child's needs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we were also we we love it. We were also full time parents more so. Like, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it is a it's an easy thing to do when you have the privilege of being able to stay home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I think also having my husband and I home and both being on board with it um because he kind of was like okay whatever you want to do let's let's just do it kind of thing if it doesn't work it doesn't work and uh um it does help having both parents invested and I mean we're not sending Sophie to daycare she's not a child minder right now she's at home with us so that does help um but it's not impossible it's not impossible to do to do EC with no, no well, I was thinking care. my we we probably both come at it though with a very Canadian brain yes. on it and that yeah. like my my friends that I know that have done EC they took their full 18 months yeah. of maternity leave and so by the time that you're enrolling an 18 month old into mm-hmm. daycare if they're like in this pseudo I can communicate going to the bathroom the care provider is like totally going to be on it yeah. <laughs> and support yeah. them in that body learning experience but um for my american moms who unfortunately get the short straw uh, uh, there are some montessori daycares in the united states that kind of work on the hybrid approach with them but it's yeah. not always you'll have to find I a mean, Montessori is not really always, always accessible for everyone either no <laughs> yes and that one too right yeah uh continue advocating for maternity leave guys yeah, exactly, it's exactly. a beautiful you deserve it yes exactly right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if people want to learn more about earth and pebble you are everywhere and anywhere but what are some of your favorite platforms right now for connecting with people about your brand um i'm i'm on tiktok and i'm on instagram um, those are the two platforms you can connect with me best uh, especially if you're or if anyone's looking to uh, learn about cloth diapering, to have a little bit of a laugh, because sometimes a bit silly. Um, I was doing a little series on elimination communication, just our experience, not really teaching, but just giving you like the, the breakdown. Um, and I'll return to that. My mother-in-law was just with us and she's just gone home. So uh, I've had a little bit of a pause in, in content creation. So I'm also on YouTube. I have longer, longer videos on YouTube. Uh, I mean, they're still under five minutes. And I'm just trying to build up like a cloth diaper 101 
collection of, of videos there too. Well, thank you, Brittany, for sharing your story with us. I don't know if I did a proper introduction, but that was Brittany Lionet. She is the owner of Earth and Pebble. You can shop Earth and Pebble at earthandpebble.com. She is a Canadian retailer, so that means that you can shop and purchase with her through Canada in Canadian dollars. Again, I have a review of her product at simplymombailey.com. It is just a simple pocket diaper, but let's not discount the need for simple pocket diapers in this world. We need more, but we need more diapers. We need more advocates. We need new ways to kind of talk about cloth. This year, I challenge you to tell somebody about cloth diapers. I know this should have been like a fun New Year's Eve show, but it's not. So let's just end it on that. I'll see you next week when we're going to talk about how to cloth diaper.